You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. My guest on today's podcast is Pauline Huang. She is the chairwoman of the Queen's Botanical Gardens Board of Directors. I'll be talking to her about how she spearheaded the annual Taiwan World of Orchids exhibit, which takes place at the Queen's Botanical Garden and is coming up this August 18th to 20th. Welcome to the podcast, Pauline. Hi, how are you, Felicia, and also all of the audience? Great, thanks for... My name is Pauline. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. great. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I just heard that the Taiwan World of Orchids exhibit is coming up in August. And how many years has this particular exhibit been going on? Actually, it starts from 2014. That was the first year of the Taiwan Orchid Show. That was the first leading program of the whole Queen's uh, Affair mm-hmm. in April. So that was a couple of years ago. This year will be the fourth year of the Taiwan Orchid Show. Oh, that's great. So what can we expect to see at this year's orchestra? Besides, of course, obviously the beautiful orchids, are there going to be any other activities or things for people to experience there? Yeah, actually every year when we have the show there, we are not only presenting the beautiful orchids from Taiwan exclusively, all those seeds, all those flowers are from Taiwan, not from any other country, not from local grown. And but also you will see something be you know, beyond the orchid, which is uh, the people. They use their wisdom, they use their labor, they use their you know heart to do the innovation, to do such a invention for these beautiful plants. Mm-hmm. And this year you will see a lot of uh, different species, also along with the different programs. Every year we had something else accompanying with this show. So this year we have uh, anticipate the artist. We'll draw, we'll paint the live orchid in the site. Also, we have a beautiful uh, piece of music from a musician group called TWNY. They will have uh, four uh, musicians to play in live. Use jazz music to play with the Taiwan folk song. Oh, wow, that's great. So can people see the, it's a painter, right? He's going to be painting watercolor? Yes, he's oh. a painter. Actually, this uh, painter was, you know, was like a really uh, the very interesting thing I want to share with you. Last year, he came to our orchid show. Uh-huh. He didn't know, you know, what, what we what we were doing, but he just, uh, you know, saw the advertisements on newspaper, so he came along. Uh-huh. He's a Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. So he just uh, started doing something, you know, along with the orchids. So one of our staff in the QBG is asking, are you the artist or are you a painter? Then start, they start talking. And this year in July, we even have his own exhibition in, in QBG. So he become our garden, uh, you know, artist. Oh, his name how is wonderful. Mr. Yeah. So he's <laughs> like your resident artist. <laughs> Interesting, yeah. So... This year we use uh, his poster, also mm-hmm. the the brochure. You know, uh, later on we'll uh, show to everybody. This information will be public in the public. Great, yeah. We'll make sure that we put it on the Talking Taiwan website along with this uh, podcast, so people can see his beautiful artwork. So, is he going to be there every day doing some sketching Actually, or painting? Yeah, he will. He will be there every day. You know, so if uh, for the public program. You guys can still see him start from 18 to 20. He's, uh, that's what I just explained to you. He's a resident of uh, the, the garden's uh, um, painter, artist. 
Mm-hmm. So he will participate the whole program from day one until finish. Right, and so he's going to be there every day. I think I saw on the website is it from one to three p.m. He'll be there every day. Yes, yes, okay. he'll be there every day. Great. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners, if you're thinking about dropping by and you want to catch Mr. Shao um, doing some live painting, stop by from one to three in the afternoon. Um, okay. So. Yeah, right now you're the chairwoman of the board of directors for the Queen's Botanical Garden. Yes. And I'm wondering, mm-hmm. like, so how did you actually first get involved with the Queen's Botanical Garden? That's really very long story, but let me make sure. Okay. <laughs> uh, 2000, yeah, 2014, I remember there was a lady called Emily Lin, okay, mm-hmm. who was our board member before me. Usually, when we... I become being the board member, we only have a two terms, maximum, total six years. By the year, I think she is done with her turn, so she's looking for someone can replace for her position. So she start looking for the candidate, you know. So mm-hmm. for some reason, somehow we know each other from one of occasions. So she called me, she asked me if I'm interested to do something as a feedback to the community. I asked her, what can I do? She said, are you interested to become a board member of a QBG? I heard about QBG, you know, Prince Botanical Garden, but I never went there. I've never been there because uh, I don't even know what, what it was. So she told me that, you know, you don't know anything as long as you have a commitment, you will do something for community, you, have, you will do something for, uh, you know, Russian Prince, then, you know, you just, uh, you know, let me know. So I told her, you know, why not? So this reason why she arranged me for the interview to speak to Susan Lasser, mm-hmm. who is our executive director. And also at the time, there was a gentleman called uh, Walter. And he, sorry, I don't remember his last name, which is called his first name all the time. Mm-hmm. He is a nomination a chair, okay, at the time. Mm-hmm. So we had an interview for one hour then later wow. on she asked me you know talk to me alone so i have a second interview with him so they were very sincere so serious about what kind of person would like to join their board right. i was very honored because he told me that he was very very impressive about my background and what did i do what i'm doing you know such and such so he told me that he really wanted me to become their board member. That's mm-hmm. why I became their board member since 2014. Right. And last year, last year December 13, I was uh, nominated as uh, uh, the chairperson of the whole board. So everything just went through like that, you know. Yeah. So I'm very honored. I'm the first female Taiwanese to become the board chair in this uh, public facility. That's great, yeah. So are there many other um, women or minorities on the board then? Minority, you can say only three Asian, and mm-hmm. I'm only Taiwanese. Mm-hmm. The other two are Hong Kongese, and mm-hmm. one of Hong Kongese is a representative of uh, the local bank. Mm-hmm. Another person, I just uh, put her in last year, become mm-hmm. our board member. She's uh, like me, you know, in the future business owner. And oh, she's okay. running her travel agency in Flushing. Mm-hmm. Right, right. And the others are all Caucasian white people, you know, mm-hmm. this is how, mm-hmm. how it is. This, right. this whole board majority are still, you know, the mainstream people, uh, white mm-hmm. people. Because right. the QBG, you know, again, this is like a, this is like a for public, for the community, but not too many Asian people really, you know, come along and join this, you know, committee. 
I probably be a uh, surprise. But mm-hmm. now I know what happened. You know, we do have a ceiling. Uh, number one, we have a due to pay every year minimum five thousand dollar US dollars mm-hmm. as our board members' responsibility. Mm-hmm. And also, second thing is that you have to attend, participate three out of five times board meeting. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is minimum requirement for the board member of the QBG. Right. And what was your background? Because you uh, mentioned briefly that they were pretty impressed with your background. What was your background when you joined the board? When I came to New York, 1988, I was a student. I went to Pace to pursue my master's degree in accounting CPA program. Mm -hmm. And after that, I worked for a couple companies, but eventually I joined my husband's company, become the international logistics and the local custom broker partner. And also I have a lot of connection, also relationship with uh, a lot of business owner, like importer, exporter, and this is the main reason why they feel like it's very difficult to know so many people. Right, right, <laughs> so for, yeah. for my for my big one, I do know a lot of companies, I do know a lot of connections. Also, mm-hmm. one of my strengths of my personality is I'm willing to share my connection, also my relationship, you know, when I am in the position. Right. This is the reason why, you know, they, they saw my big one before when I was board chair for a couple other associations mm-hmm. before I joined the QBG. They, right. they, they, they realized that, wow, you know, because they didn't think for the uh, individual owner is able to donate their money, donate their time. Right. They were like, a, you know, very, you know, like a holding their their brains to think about real world, you know, but until the the first year of the Taiwan Orchid Show, they realized that was real. I was a very, how to say that, I, I, I was always saying something, I took care of something, and this how I, you know, I feel like this our commitment, if you want to do charity, you want to do the public affair, you got to do something for the public's interest, not only for your own interest. This right. is why I, I feel like I took a liberty, you know, to show the best example of Taiwan people, you know, mm-hmm. this is how integrity it is. Right, right. Yeah, and I, uh, we spoke earlier, I, I really love you to tell a story about how the Taiwan Orchid Show, how the Taiwan World of Orchids exhibit even started, because um, aren't you the one that started it? Can you tell me how it got started that first year? That was also very legendary. I didn't do anything when I first came to the QBG. So there was one day I received a phone call from Abby, who was a lady used to work for Tico. So mm-hmm. this lady, uh, Abby, told me that she, she said, we were just like a chit-chatting. You know, she said, you know what? I try so many places uh, to promote our orchids. Mm-hmm. But she told me that she was not able to get, you know, any response from New York Botanic Garden or, you know, like a, a Bronx or right. Brooklyn, those right. are famous Brooklyn Garden. Right. She was not able to get any response. So she just, we were chit-chatting. I said, oh, really? Then she said, Pauline, so you know anybody there? I said, I do not know anybody there, but I do know somebody from QBG. She said, what? I said, she said, she never heard about that. I said, well, that's true because we are not that big, not that famous compared to the other three. But we are pretty, but we're only one 
in Queens. We're yeah. only Botanical Garden in Queens.、Mm-hmm. So she said, "Can you do something?" That's why I start talking to the people in the garden.、Mm-hmm. I remember the first time I spoke to the executive director, also the marketing director. At the time was a lady called Darcy. She left already.、Mm-hmm. She told me that no, Pauline, we are not going to do it. Oh, I said, why not? She said because I don't know. After the whole thing, we will lose money. We will, we will you know, make money.、Mm. That I told her that you know what? If we lose money, I will pay for all the loss. Wow. By myself personally.、Wow. But I, said, I just want you to think about that. What's good for the garden? What's、mm-hmm. good for the tickle? Because、yeah. we want the connection. You know, not only to tickle, but we want a connection to the community. Yes. So I really try very hard to persuade her, but luckily Susan Lazar, the executive director, she's so, you know, she was really very de- de- determinative. She told me that the、mm-hmm. police, if you want to、yeah. do it, I support you. I said, she said, but you know what? If you lost money, as what you told me, you will be responsible for all the loss. I said, yeah, whatever、wow. I say, I will I pay for that. Wow. So that's why the first year was so difficult. We we just used two months. Okay, to prepare for everything, to get orchids, yeah, incredible. We we did talk one time in January. We had a meeting in February. Then、mm-hmm. we had an orchid show in April.、Wow. Was so cold, free,、wow. freezing. You know, was windy and cold. But we have a lot of people. We have、uh, the other investor from other country.、Mm-hmm. We have、uh, so many the, the full house. Was really impressive. Very touched, you know. Yeah, and we we were very very touched. A lot of people came to help. Is there a reason why it was in April? Did, was it was that the only time that you had available, or what was the? That's what I. That's what I said earlier because we want to be the first leading program、mm-hmm. for you know the whole event because that year was the fifty years of.、Uh, remember, I told you last oh, time. Oh, the World the Fair. Whole, yes, we talked about this. Right,、time. the World Fair. So, Tico people want this program to become the first leading program of a worldwide. Yeah,、know? that's a big so, that's a big deal for Queen. So, I'm sure there's a lot of activities happening that year. Yeah. Then after this year, first year, second year, third year, this program become the pillar program of a flourishing of a Queen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a pretty big Taiwanese community there, right? So, I think a lot of people、yeah. are very proud of that. Yes, yes, yes. So, Taiwan's orchid industry has really grown a lot over the past couple of years. Like,、um, when did it really start growing? Okay, this is this is a good question. I just actually did some research here. Just give me a second. Nineteen eighty-three. This is the year the Taiwan orchid become very well known, famous in worldwide. And it started since nineteen sixty three. So between the twenty years, Taiwan government they emphasize they spend a lot of money for this industry. So Taiwan become very famous. Also become the leading in the market for the orchids、mm-hmm. among all the countries. But so far, you know, there are a couple countries they do very well as well, like Thailand, Netherlands, and you know, Vietnam. You know, but the, but right now, United States, the the two country import more than Taiwan 
and Netherlands and Thailand, the quantity-wise. Okay, so how big a business is it? Is it, is it a pretty major export for Taiwan, the orchid industry? Right now, it's like a very big big market share for Taiwan, you know, for this item. This is why they claim it's the largest export item of a Taiwan right now, which oh, is really? the orchid. I didn't know it's yeah. the largest one. Yeah, because hmm. uh, I can tell you, they, this industry spent 201 million dollars last year, mm -hmm. and 90% of uh, the total, you know, is their export money. Um, yeah, and I actually wanted to talk to you a little bit more about that first year, because it sounds like the first year was probably very exciting since you guys were celebrating the World's Fair. And what kind of things did you have? Did you Were you able to do other activities besides just displaying the orchids? And I'm wondering how the um, orchid exhibit has changed over the years since that first okay. year. Okay. Yeah, the first year, once again, we did not know what's going to be happening. So we were only concerned about how to present the orchid as a main, you know, main issue. Right. And also we were concerned about who will be coming to our orchid show, the second issue. Mm -hmm. And number three is uh, we want to have something more vivid, more interesting of company with orchid show. So we asked for Taiwan Center. Um, for the electric three princes for mm -hmm. dancing, right. you know. So that was the very that was a very fun because a lot of foreigners they they never seen this kind of doll, you know. Also dancing, yeah. dancing, you know, in the public. So that that's something I remember very well. We did not really, you know, do a lot of program, but we were thinking, oh, because so many details we need to plug in, you know, and also. We were even, uh, you know, moving a lot of stereo, everything by ourselves because we didn't have too many manpower. Again, Garden was able to, you know, help, but they did not know how to help because right. everything was coordinated between mm -hmm. me and the Abby mm -hmm. alone. Right. So that was a very difficult year, but but we were very successfully inviting a lot of, uh, you know, investors or affiliation from other countries. They were very impressive because we, we, we made them feel like, wow, we have a Taiwan walking show in New York. They, they didn't realize this is, a, you know, the thing we could have done in the mainstream public facility. Okay, well, thank you so much, Pauline, for taking time out of your schedule. I really appreciate it. Is there anything else you'd like to tell my listeners about either the Queen's Botanical Garden or about the Taiwan World of Orchids show? I just want to let you know, I really appreciate you have uh, thought about to interview me, you know. I, I went to a couple interviews before with the Chinese media. I never really have a, the person have an English spoken talk to me. I know you are Taiwanese, but you're, you, to me, you sound like American, you know, because <laughs> for me, you're young generation and you're, you're in different, you're different society, you know, you're different uh, power, you know, but I, I just want to share with you about I live in Long Island. I don't live in Queens, right. actually. Okay. But I, I feel like, but anywhere near me, and also any anywhere, it's a, it's a really 
can do something for the minority, for the public, for right. you know, I will be there. So, yeah. so this is the whole thing you know, I want to share with everybody. When you have extra time, and also again extra money, not too much. Whatever you have, just just try to give back to the community a little bit. You'll be very happy. You know, even six dollars, seven dollars. This is something the income you will show to the garden. We care about the garden. You right. know, we care about this facility. This is one thing I want to tell right. the people right. from everywhere, not only from Taiwan, China, you know, Asia, everywhere. This is the, this is the, the you know, how to say, that this is really a blessing of the United States. Mm-hmm. We are so lucky to live here, mm-hmm. you know, so hopefully we can do more to, to keep the, the, the peace for the whole world. Yes. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Pauline. I love your, you know, your spirit of community and charity. It's such a wonderful message, and uh, hopefully that encourages a lot of our listeners to do something in their communities wherever they're living. Thank you so much. Okay. For thank being you, Felicia. I appreciate that. Thank okay. you. Thank you very much. I, I will keep seeing you, you know, in the Taiwan office show. Okay. I've been speaking with Pauline Huang about the upcoming Taiwan World of Orchids exhibit, which will be taking place at the Queen's Botanical Garden August 18th to 20th. One thing I'd like to mention to my listeners is that if you'd like to purchase a Taiwan orchid, they'll be on sale at the Queen's Botanical Garden gift shop from August 15th to 20th. To learn more about the Queen's Botanical Garden and the Taiwan Orchid Show, visit www.queensbotanical.org forward slash orchids and like their Facebook page. The garden is located in Flushing, Queens and open daily from 8 a.m. to 6 p.m. and admission is only $6. If you stop by from 1 to 3 p.m., you'll be able to catch Taiwanese watercolor painter Chen Ming Xiao creating living paintings of orchids. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Talking Taiwan Podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.